So a therapist came in and sat there literally with pen and paper and wrote some of my stories. She was not a Christian, but she would say, just keep telling the story. The next hour, I don't have anything planned or it's my lunch hour and I'll take some of it to finish the story. I want to hear what happens. How did God answer your prayers? God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're just delighted that you're with us and we have some dear friends, friends for years that have been working in the nations, working in Asia as missionaries, and they're, they're doing the next thing that God has put on their hearts to prepare materials for discipleship. We're so glad to have you with us today, and we're delighted to have Chris and Miriam with us that have been missionaries in Asia for 16 years, and you're just going to be so blessed by hearing of the things that God has done in in that region. And uh, before we get started, we want to encourage you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and have a look around, and you have access to all of our podcasts there and access to information about our events that are coming up. And we want to really encourage you to pay attention to those and get here to Arkansas where you can, when you can. And when you can't, join us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, Global Outpouring in both places. And if if you want to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. That email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So, Chris and Miriam, we're so glad that you're with us today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Global Outpouring Podcast. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Thank it's, you, Sharon. <laughs> it's it's uh, such a delight. We used to meet up with each other at Blue Mountain Christian Retreat in Pennsylvania. And, and Miriam, you used to work there at one time. Yes, I worked there for about three years in charge of the children's ministry. And God really used you in those circumstances. I remember you telling me a story about when some uh, very famous preacher was there. They didn't have room in the auditorium, so they took over the gymnasium where you usually had the kids. And then you were left with 100 kids. And and, and then what happened? And then... I was just trying to be obedient to the Lord. I had these hundred kids, and I said, Lord, what do I do with these hundred kids out here in the yard? And he just told me, get them in a circle. They're going to have lots of fun. So I said, children, come on, let's get in a circle. We're going to have lots of fun. And and then I say, what's next, Lord? And he'd tell me what to do next. And then it was like, what's next, Lord? So I just was trying to be obedient all night, and the kids had a blast. Well, that's really what it's all about, is walking in the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. That's it's it's the it's the maturing of the the walk that you, that comes from from uh, walking with the Spirit. So you've been walking with the Spirit for a long time. Yes. How how did the Lord begin to work in your life? Well, when I was little, I know someone had been praying for me, um, and at two, I was digging in my sandbox, and I said, I, Lord, I want to, or to my mom, I said, I want to go to the other side of the world. What's down there? And she said, Asia. And so 
I kept digging, and it was so neat when I finally got to Asia that it was like, I finally made it here. But then at three is when I really accepted him to come into my heart. Wow. I remember digging. I, I was going to dig to China. That's what I was told. That's on the other side of the world. I yeah. wanted to, Eventually, I got to China. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. But not by digging. It went through the center of the earth, though. No, it's a good thing. Yeah, good that, thing. that would have been too hot of a trip. <laughs> so then the Lord spoke to you, what, at age eight or nine? What was that? It was nine when the Lord spoke to me and said, are you willing to go anywhere I call you or do anything I ask you to do? And I said, yes, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. And I want to go where you want me to go as long as I know you're with me and you're helping me. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's, that's surrender. You know, our, our founder, Sister Gwen Shaw, wrote her life story called Unconditional Surrender. And that's the thing that the Lord really just made so clear to her, the, the necessity of us just letting go and, and surrendering and letting, it just being obedient. So Sister Gwen came to Blue Mountain while you were there. Yes, and the first time I saw her, she gave us a challenge of going on a 21-day fast. And I had never fasted before, but I took the challenge and I fasted for 21 <laughs> days, and that just changed my life. Wow. It just changed mine, too. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. It's absolutely life-changing when you obey God. So take, mean, take the challenge. You know. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, don't take, don't take the challenge just to do it in the flesh, because all you'll right. get is, is uh, you lose a few pounds, and, you know, it's, it's not the same. You have to have an appointment with God. Yes. Yeah. And this was okay. an appointment with Him. Yeah. So how did your life change after your fast? I just had more hunger and thirst for Him. Mm -hmm. And I know when we were in Asia, we, I did a lot of fasting. One year, the house helper kept asking me, when's your fast over? When are you going to do the next fast? I think I fasted more days than I ate that year. Wow. Well, you know, God led you there. Um, uh, but let's, let's bring Chris into the picture. You know, you, you got acquainted at church. I love that, finding one another in church. Um, and and the Lord the Lord brought you together. And how did you how did you begin to how did you feel, Chris, uh, in in getting that call of God in your life? Six months after I got saved, someone came up to me and asked me if I thought I would be a pastor sometime in the future. And I think to them I just said no. But to myself, I thought, no, I wouldn't want to be a pastor, but I wouldn't mind being a missionary. Like and that. actually, then. <laughs> A little bit later, I told my dad, and maybe a year after that, he said, well, I guess you're not going to be a missionary. You know, you haven't really taken any steps toward that. And that sort of spurred me to start taking some steps. Oh, hmm. wow. So your dad was in favor of you doing that? Um, <laughs> or just... No, that was yeah, just... He, wasn't, I, he wasn't opposed, but he, he wasn't particularly in favor, I don't think. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, most parents don't really want to see their kids go away to the other side of the world. And you, and you don't make <laughs> money mom, on... My mom didn't want me to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. You, and you don't make money on the mission field. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's a whole different lifestyle. And and you have to have a whole different mindset mm -hmm. yeah. to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I know that when my parents wanted to become missionaries, and uh, it was really hard on my grandparents. Mm. They really struggled over letting them go. But... You know, it's part of obeying God, and obeying God is the critical thing. So you obeyed God. God opened the door to a nation in Asia, and then what happened? 
Well, we went over there, and uh, actually, I was working in in business there, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lord, we did a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer. Actually, at one point, we uh, there was a prayer team that came, and we prayed in this one location, and a few years later, a national from that country came, and uh, he led the imam in that area to the Lord, mm-hmm. and there was... Uh, I don't know how many dozens of Muslims came to the Lord just in that area. Wow. Glory to God. You know, so many times um, people who are sent, you know, like mission mission boards, especially if they're not spirit-filled, they don't have the idea, they don't have the understanding of the importance of prayer mm-hmm. to lay the groundwork to actually get somewhere. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. think you're supposed to work, 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 and sooner or later you're going to get a convert. And, and, and the importance of prayer is so huge. Um, we know of a missionary in, in Argentina that um, God told him, just pray. Well, he lost his job with the mission board, and he had to stay there without, without the support of the mission board to obey God. But eventually, because of the obedience in prayer, revival broke out. Huge, huge Amen. revival. Changed the nation. Mm. But if you don't pray first, mm-hmm. you know— all, all your evangelism without prayer is going to come, amount to very little. Well, the first, first we would pray where we were, but then we would go out to smaller towns mm-hmm. in that region. And the first time Miriam and I went out together, but there was, I mean, it's a crowded place and there's all noise, so it made it tough to pray. Mm-hmm. And so I just was so distracted that I couldn't pray. Mm-hmm. And... The next time I said, honey, why don't you go out and I'll stay home and pray at home. Mm. (laughs) And so I stayed at home and was praying and the Lord was showing me various things to pray for and everything. I said, you go be a servant because we had certain cues when we were out there that we knew if it was more Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist or, you know, what kind of spirits were out there. And so... um, he went out and observed, and he came home and told me. I said, yeah, I prayed about this. I prayed about that and prayed about everything. Well, then the following time, I said, you go out and be a servant, and when you come home, I'll tell you what you saw. Oh, cool. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and it was interesting that time, too. He was going across the river to go to the area that we were going to pray for. And the Lord told me, start praying. He's in the, on the river, you know, going across and going to be going in. And then I prayed a lot of different things for the area and everything. And coming back, I was in the midst of a prayer. Um, the Lord said, stop. He's, out of, he's on the river again. He's going out of your area. Stop praying. So right in the middle of a prayer, the Lord had me stop because he was out of the area. Wow. And he got home and I said, honey, what time did you go in? I'll tell you. <laughs> You know, and I told him, and he goes, I don't know about going in, but coming out, he goes, I looked at my watch, and it was the exact time the Lord told me to stop. Wow. I love that. I love that. And and the the things that you do in obedience to the Holy Spirit are the things that amount to something. Oh, yeah. There's eternal value there. Wow. That's tremendous. You need God's strategy. Exactly. In what to pray and how to pray. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, it's not about counting n- numbers of people mm-hmm. that have come no. to the altar or, or have prayed a, a sinner's prayer. It's about the impact that you have made in the spirit realm by obedience to the Holy Spirit. 
mm-hmm. because that's what's ultimately going to bring in the deluge. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what else happened in your missionary time? Well, we had many different things. First, I'll just run through a few of the things that we did do. We had a tutoring program for children, and we, I taught women how to sew, and we had a library. We translated books. Um, at Christmas time, we'd give out baked goods and the clothes that the women had sewed. Nice. And we Chris ministered amongst the businessmen, and I went to the slums a lot and the community women and but the one thing which we started at the beginning but wasn't completed till the end was oral stories. Now oral stories are to teach people how that can't read. Mm-hmm. They would we would tell it orally and we tried doing it and I got so sick that I ended up in the hospital the one time and then we heard that they were um the Southern Baptists were coming in to do that. So we said, good, we don't have to do it. We just know it needs done for this, um, you know, area. And so they worked at it. That usually took two girls two years to do it. Well, they went through four girls. And so it took four years, you know, to do to do it, but they had nothing done when they left because they kept getting sick. Very, very little, very little. Yeah, very little. And so after that, I was like, Lord, we need this. And so I said, let me try again. And here again, I started getting sick. And um, I said, we just can't do this. And I said, but Lord, you can. So we prayed and um, we found, I asked permission to just translate what they had done in the national language to our local language. Mm. And so we found some girls that would translate that. Well, after 10 days, I told Chris, call them and see, you know, how they're coming along. Well, he called and he said, the leader up there said they haven't done a thing because they've been sick. And that made me mad. I said, mm. there's something Satan for you to attack us foreigners, but it's now you're attacking the nationals and I'm mad. <laughs> and so one day I was praying and praying and praying and really just standing against the enemy in spiritual warfare. And I heard a knock on the door and I said, Oh Jesus, you go answer it. I'm too busy praying. <laughs> <laughs> so when he opened the door, I saw this big snake come in who had one fang hanging out over his lip. And I'm like, I was just at the point of saying, I break the hold that Satan, you have over people getting sick. And I break that in Jesus' name. And with that, I saw the tooth um, crack and venom starting to come out and the tooth broke. And I heard the snake say, my venom, my venom for sickness is gone. Wow. And with that, he closed his mouth and disappeared out of my mind's eye. Mm. And it was only like two months later or three months later, they had all the stories translated Glory and done. That it was like, praise God, that was the victory. And we'd been working on this for years. Wow. You know, but we had defeated the enemy there in that. And so Glory to we. God. We praise God for that. That's tremendous. That's huge. That's huge. Because these materials uh, and, and getting the stories for the, for the illiterate, these are, these are things that are, that are key for, for communications. 
What's what's the scripture? Faith comes by faith, faith comes by, by hearing. hearing and, and hearing, hearing by, by the word, word of God. Word yeah. Of God. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Let, let's say that again. Faith, faith comes, comes by, by hearing and, and hearing by, by the word, word of God. God. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. You got to be able to get the word of God out there, but obviously there are spiritual entities in those places that don't want God's word to be communicated and they don't want people to be set free from their darkness. Yeah. But it's time. It's time for for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that'll Amen. bring the light of Jesus Christ into all of the nations. So any other stories from that place? Well, in in Asia, we just heard, actually, we had stopped on our way here. Oh, yeah. We had stopped in Alabama. And when we did that, we were talking to a pastor, and he had actually been in our country, uh, was before COVID, maybe 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. And he went to several places there. And one of the places, he said they had this big event, which— probably would have been very unlikely to be able to hold a Christian event when we were there. But they had a big Christian event, uh, and he said that 15,000 people came to the Lord Wow! Glory during that God. time. So yeah. that, was, that was a big answer to prayer. Hallelujah. And he, would, he thanked us, really, that we had plowed the ground there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that he realized that, uh, that, it, that it's a team effort. Amen. You know, and that's what Paul said, that, you know, one plants, another waters, another reaps the harvest. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got to be content with the part that God gives us and just obey what he tells us to do. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. So then you came back to the States and you were sick again for a while. Yes, I was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the devil couldn't take you out. <laughs> right. He tried many, many times. <laughs> and, and then... There was another. Um, there was another ministry that Miriam started, and but she got sick again. But the Lord used that sickness. She was in the hospital for four months straight. Wow. But the Lord used that sickness to help me to begin to write. Oh, and um, oh, first I started out wanting to write stories about the country that we were in in Asia, and the Lord um, had me do that and. Um, I worked on that, and yes, before I forgot, I had a lot of that written down. You, you, you were fr- afraid you were going to forget because you had a, a, a fungus in your brain? Isn't yes. that what that was? Yes. That, I mean, that's just vicious. Yeah. <laughs> that's just vicious. And so before I forgot, I wanted to write these stories down. And so a therapist came in and sat there literally with pen and paper and wrote some of my stories. She was not a Christian, but she would say, just keep telling the story. The next hour, I don't have anything planned or it's my lunch hour and I'll take some of it to finish the story. I want to hear what happens. How did God answer your prayers (laughs) and all of that? So that's what got me started. And then I was in the midst of that when after I got home and was feeling a little better I wanted to write my whole biography because I've always walked with the Lord and it's just been a steady walk and so I started doing that and the Lord said now it's time to stop and write some booklets and I heard the S in the booklets and I thought okay two or three little booklets I can do that maybe if you help me Lord and so trying to be obedient I started that and then he gave me the whole set of 39 booklets to write was is the whole series and 
it's just gone from there. And I have some that's not even printed or edited yet that's wow. been written. So there's more. So there's more than 39. Okay. So what's the point of these booklets? They're for evangelism and discipleship. Mostly discipleship. Just the first three um, is on evangelism to help people to understand. And I have the word of lots of the word of God in each of the booklets that people can take and read and look. They are basics um, on the different you know themes that I have. And and uh, so then you spent about what three four years writing them, but then we actually had to do four edits. Mm. And Miriam had to review each of the edits to make sure that they were still what God wanted mm-hmm. wanted to write. Yeah, and sometimes so she editors was, take license. <laughs> so she was getting pretty tired of doing all this because she read them and reread them and reread them. And so she got real tired. And I went back to the Lord, and there was a project at our church that um, they wanted to birth and, you know, pray through and everything. And I said, oh, Lord, can I please go back and just pray and like I, like I did in Asia? And Lord, help me to be able to forget these booklets for a little while. And he said, my dear daughter, dear daughter, he said, you have birthed a lot of things in this world. But he said, now I need a grandma that will make the meals for the many, many babies that are coming. Wow. So there's many new Christians, I believe, coming. Yes. Well, we know that there's that, that in this outpouring of, of God's Spirit on all humanity, that, that there's going to be this vast, vast harvest, and it's going to require all hands on deck to, to be able to um, help these people to go from being a baby Christian into a mature Christian. So you've got this set of booklets that the Lord gave you, and and you saw it in a vision, and what size they should be, because? Because he said the kids can put them in their hip pockets with their cell phones, and men can slip them into their shirt pockets, and a woman can slip it in a small purse. So yeah. I guess small purses are coming back in. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, you know, the idea is that they're convenient so that people can carry them around with them, and when they have a moment... They can just stop and and read some more. Like if you're going to the doctor where you always have to sit and wait, <laughs> take yeah. one of these along and read it, you know, while you're there. Yeah. And the first three are to help people get born again, right? right. They're, they're not about... They're not about teaching you how to evangelize somebody else. No, I have one in the series that's on that. Okay. But the first three are... To well, the first one I did sin, salvation, and lordship. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Who wants to give the first one on sin to a person? <laughs> give them hope first, and then we'll deal with their sins. So yeah. I put, changed it salvation first, then sin, and lordship on that. Yeah. And, and so these, these are, are critical concepts that help us to get the mindset of the kingdom of God. Amen. And so then, then you go into what are what are some of the other subjects that you have? Well, the actually after those three, we talk more not biblical teaching, but how to use the Bible. Oh, that's important. What is a quiet time, and then the God of the Bible, the names of God, and then after that, it's like faith, obedience, Trinity, uh, covenants. Most people not most people don't realize today what mm-hmm. really what a covenant really is. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two booklets on the Word of God, three different booklets on different aspects of prayer, 
three different ones on uh, aspects of the Holy Spirit. And then there's prophecy, um, deliverance, and on the enemy. Um, Authority in Christ, identity in Christ. And evangelism, missions, and worldview. I think that's about all of them. Most of them. That's most, <laughs> most of them. Most of them. There's 39 so far. <laughs> so far. And a few that I have don't have edited yet is grief and suffering. Mm. And we had a car accident, so the Lord gave me a whole booklet out of that on suffering and grief and but the, the um, next, Christian disciplines. The next step is going to be on uh, a, a teacher's manual called Discipler's Guide for the first 39 booklets. Ho we mm -hmm. hope to have that published and printed this year, uh, hopefully. Good. Because the Lord said that it's going to mean all hands on deck. Someone that's like three months old Christian will be helping someone who's a two-month-old Christian mm -hmm. and, you know, just like in stairs, you just yeah. keep going up and helping. So that he said many of them will be young, so they need help. So I'm writing ideas and things that are very important for them to share is what's in the Disciples Guide. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's all about helping us grow and and renewing our minds. Yes. Mm. We have we to learn to that. think like the kingdom. Amen. That's Amen. it's critical. Because having an earthly mindset is totally contrary to God. Mm -hmm. You know, that's we were just reading Romans Romans eight this morning and mm -hmm. and, and it's so clear that that uh, that it, it doesn't go together. You know, but the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is set sets us free from the law of mm -hmm. sin and death. So, you know, mm -hmm. it, it it's about getting us set free. It's about hope. It's about joy. It's mm -hmm. about peace. That's yeah. what that's what yeah. all of these principles are about: is to help us grow in the spirit and learn how to obey the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, how do people find these? Um, get a hold of these booklets. Well, they can go to our website. And the easiest way is just www.wine that you drink, but wine from the Lord, wine <laughs> from the true vine with a V.com. Yes. But you, you run, do you run specials from time to time? Or, yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can buy, you don't have to buy the whole set at the, at one time. You can buy right. one or three or. Right, right. They're three ninety nine, but buy two, get one free. We, they're published in sets of three. So we encourage people to buy three. So that would be basically be $8 for, for three, which is less than $3 each. You know, it's, yeah, it's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. Okay. Well, um, we just want to encourage our listeners to um, take advantage of, of these keys and tools and, and get them. See, you can, you can get these, you, you listener, that you're already walking with the Lord. Maybe, maybe you're a new Christian and you need some discipling. Uh, but maybe you'll, you can use these as teaching tools to help you disciple somebody else. So um, get get this in your in your heart that that here are some materials that can help you to do the thing that God has called you to do, because it's important that we all obey the Holy Spirit, that we all learn to walk with Him, that we all get get in a, get it in our our understanding and in our goals in life that there's nothing more important than walking with God. Nothing, mm. absolutely That's right. nothing. Amen. So um, would you have any particular encouragement for our listeners? Love God and follow him with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. 
Amen. Put him Amen. as top priority. One of my editors wanted to take out either top or priority because she said priority means top. And I said, no, God wants to be the top of our priorities, not just in our priorities. Mm -hmm. And so keeping Jesus as your top priority, that's hard work at times. Amen. But yeah. that's what we need to do. So you mentioned something about what one of your editors said about these books, these booklets. One of our editors had actually been the main editor for uh, most of Rick Joyner's books. And she, she was doing editing for us. And she said, we hadn't asked her at all, but she said, these booklets are really good. So she wrote out a, uh, an endorsement. Well, basically she said that they're really, you know, good for new Christians. But she even said herself, as a, she's a very mature Christian, that there were things in the booklets that reminded her of things that she knew, but she'd forgotten. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot that we learned over the years, and we apply a lot of it, but there's some things we just sort of go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. So they can even help mature Christians. And my, my wife, she often says that when she goes over it, things go deeper within her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about growing. It's about getting to know our Father even more. So would one of you like to pray for our listeners? Lord, we thank you. Thank you for each person who is listening. Thank you for their love for you, that, Lord, they are growing. Lord, thank you for hunger, hunger for you to know you better. Thank you for, Lord, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we need to hear your Holy Spirit in each of our lives each day. And Lord, thank you for wisdom and boldness to make your choices, to choose to follow you yes, Lord. each step of the way. Yes, Lord. Thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And we just want to encourage the listeners to go out to winefromthetruevine.com. Have a look at these booklets and uh, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what belongs to you, what, what part you're supposed to play, how you're going to use these, and ask the Lord to give you an understanding of what your part is in this harvest. Because we're contending still, just like Miriam was talking about the amount of prayer that was put into their work in Asia and how it didn't always happen right away, but sooner or later you get the word that there is victory and God's doing something. And, and these, these booklets are for equipping you to be ready to engage in the global outpouring that God is bringing on the earth now. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Mm -hmm.